Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Welcome to the Gaming Ride Home podcast for Friday, April 3rd. I am Kyle Hilliard. Here's a whole bunch of video game stuff that happened recently. The Last of Us Part 2 has been delayed and no longer has a release date. Final Fantasy VII Remake will not be releasing any earlier than April 10th. Hideo Kojima is still interested in making a horror game. Platinum Games should have a real fourth announcement soon. Rogue Legacy 2 has been announced. And the Resident Evil 3 Remake is out today. The Last of Us Part 2 has been delayed. Many outlets are sharing this news with the wording delayed indefinitely, and while it is not inaccurate, it does make it sound like the game has been canceled or has been pushed way, way into the future, but the situation is not quite so extreme. Basically, what it means is that The Last of Us Part 2 does not currently have a release date, which is totally true. The news broke yesterday when the at PlayStation Twitter account tweeted, Update, SIE has made the difficult decision to delay the launch of The Last of Us Part 2 and Marvel's Iron Man VR until further notice. Logistically, the global crisis is preventing us from providing the launch experience our players deserve. Currently, there are no other delays to report, but we'll keep you updated. Naughty Dog followed up that tweet with its own statement that reads, As you've likely just seen, the release of The Last of Us Part 2 has been delayed. We're sure this news is just as disappointing to you as it is to us. We wanted to reach out to all of you in our community to give you a little more information. The good news is we're nearly done with the development of The Last of Us Part 2. We are in the midst of fixing our final bugs. However, even with us finishing the game, we were faced with the reality that due to logistics beyond our control, we couldn't launch The Last of Us Part 2 to our satisfaction. We want to make sure everyone gets to play The Last of Us Part 2 around the same time, ensuring that we're doing everything possible to preserve the best experience for everyone. This meant delaying the game until such a time where we can solve these logistic issues. We were bummed about this decision, but ultimately understood it's what's best and fair to all of our players. We're hoping that this won't be a long delay and we'll update you as soon as we have new information to share. We wish you all, your families, and your friends the best of health. Thank you for being amazing fans and for your continued support. Stay safe. Jason Schreier from Kotaku tweeted about some additional details regarding the delay, writing, The Last of Us Part 2 was on track for May, multiple devs say. The primary reason for the delay is the challenge of printing, shipping, and selling physical games right now. Going remote has not stopped those still working on the game, such as QA, from crunching. Hopefully, this delay helps. Naughty Dog is a studio notorious for crunch, basically extreme overtime from employees in order to push a game over the finish line during the last few months of production, and it's a beat Jason Schreier has been following and reporting on closely, especially as it relates to The Last of Us Part Two. The Last of Us Part Two was originally planned for release on May 29th, but now it does not have a release date. 
This delay is not surprising. It's not the first one to result from COVID-19 issues. It certainly won't be the last, but at least to date, it may be the biggest. My optimistic hope is that the delay lets the developers at Naughty Dog take a breath and slow their sprint to finish the game to like a leisurely jog. I want them to be able to take advantage of the one arguably nice outcome of this otherwise awful COVID-19 situation and that the world is kind of on pause and we can all slow down at least for a little while and focus on staying safe and healthy. And then from the consumer perspective, I hope the delay only pushes the game by a few months, maybe landing it in July or August. Frankly, it's a game I am happy to wait for. Maybe it's just because I'm an old man and there are so many good games worth playing right now, but I really don't get disappointed by delays anymore. If anything, it's a relief when I learn I can wait a little longer to play that big game. It's a weird reaction, especially when I think to the past, like when I received a pre-recorded phone call from Nintendo while working at GameStop announcing that it had decided to delay The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess. I was crestfallen. If I got that call today, I would just say, hey, take your time. Make it good. I will play it when it's ready. I'm going to go take a nap. Uncharted 4 and Dirt Rally 2.0 are April's PlayStation Plus games. In better PlayStation and Naughty Dog-related news, Sony announced that the games PlayStation Plus subscribers will be able to download for April are Uncharted 4, A Thief's End, and Dirt Rally 2.0. Uncharted 4 is probably the best Uncharted game. In terms of excitement at the moment of release, it's really hard to beat Uncharted 2, but there are so many moments in Uncharted 4 that really can't be beat like the prison escape sequence and the whole driving through the city part. And then from a narrative and character perspective, everything between Nathan and Elena is just fantastic and genuinely moving. If you haven't played it yet and you're a PlayStation Plus subscriber, it's really one you should absolutely play. There's very little excuse now. And to Dirt Rally 2.0's credit, I've heard nothing but fantastic things about it. I haven't played it myself, but I've always heard good things about that series. Final Fantasy VII Remake will not be releasing early. Physical copies of Final Fantasy VII Remake were shipped early to Australia due to growing COVID-19 concerns, which means many players in that part of the world are already playing the game. I honestly don't quite understand the logistics of why it was necessary to make sure Australia had the game early, but hey, I'm happy for those on that continent. This led to speculation that the game might release early in other places, But Square Enix shared a statement on its support website in response to many asking if they would be able to play the game early. It reads, While we understand the frustration of seeing the game for sale in some locations, which, you know, by the way, real quick, don't be frustrated. You know, be happy for them. They got the game early. They should be excited. The bulk of our shipments to retailers around the globe are still scheduled to arrive in stores for our April 10th street date. Also, changing the digital release date at this point in time could lead to logistical issues that could disrupt the digital launch for everyone. Therefore, we will be adhering to an April 10th digital release date. Thank you for your understanding. So, here in North America and most other regions, the release date for Final Fantasy VII Remake is still going to be April 10th, which is only one week away as of this recording on Friday. So, that's exciting.
Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Hideo Kojima would like to make a horror game in the future. BAFTA, the British Academy of Film and Television Arts, awarded Hideo Kojima one of this year's BAFTA Fellowship Awards recently, which is essentially a Lifetime Achievement Award. And alongside giving Kojima the award, they also shared an interview with him. It's a nice retrospective on his career and his current role. It's linked in the show notes if you want to check it out. But one of the more interesting tidbits comes from a question about PT, Kojima and Guillermo del Toro's infamous horror demo, for the likely-never-to-be-released Silent Hills. BAFTA asked Kojima about P.T.'s unexpected legacy, and he replied, P.T. is special. Human fear ultimately stems from the unknown. P.T. was an experiment in producing an effect in response to that nature. So, the reaction was as expected. If anything, we could say that it was a great success as a teaser. P.T. was a mysterious game created by a mysterious studio with no previous announcement or information, so it used forbidden techniques to increase fear. It was a one-off thing, so we cannot reuse that method again. I'm easily frightened myself, so I have confidence that I could create something more terrifying than perhaps others could. I get frightened of things like darkness and imagine shadows of ghosts in the dark, just like Hitchcock or Spielberg did. P.T. ended as just an experiment, but I would like to make another horror game someday. Something that uses a revolutionary method to create terror, that doesn't just make you pee your pants, but crap them. I already have ideas in mind. Kojima has actually said that before in regard to Silent Hills, that he wanted to make a game that will make players crap their pants, literally, but I think it's interesting and exciting that he is still pondering those horror ideas and potentially wants to make something scary in the future. Death Stranding and Metal Gear certainly have their scary moments, but I would love to play a full-on horror game from Kojima. Hopefully that is something he is actively working on. Platinum Games updates its website to tease a fifth announcement. On April Fool's Day, Platinum, the developer behind games like Bayonetta and Nier Automata, released a joke or at least I, th- I think it was a joke, trailer for a partnership with Japanese developer Hamster Corporation for a presumably fake classic arcade space shooter game called Soul Cresta. Platinum had been teasing a fourth announcement for some time, 
after first launching its ultimately successful Wonderful 101 Kickstarter, secondly showing a teaser trailer for Project GG, and then its third announcement was of a new Tokyo studio. So it was a disappointing surprise when the fourth announcement turned out to just be a joke. Platinum has updated its website, however, to now include a future fifth announcement, and there is a date on the website that implies that whatever this thing is, it will be this year. It might mean the fifth announcement will happen this year, or if it's a video game, maybe it will release this year. It's not clear. But what is clear is that it looks like there is a genuine fourth announcement that is more than an April Fool's Day joke, which is good news. Rogue Legacy 2 is coming at some point. This is a very quick segment, as the announcement offered very few details, basically none, but developer Cellar Door Games announced on April 2nd that it is working on Rogue Legacy 2. Along with a tweet that reads simply, your legacy continues, hashtag Rogue Legacy 2, there is a gif with a knight turning around and thrusting his sword into the air as the logo appears above him. There is no release date or platform details yet. The original Rogue Legacy was a big indie hit where you had to explore a randomized castle over and over, and the twist was that every time you died, your progeny would explore the castle next, and there would be little twists, like maybe one of your ancestors is colorblind, so the world would be black and white. The original game released in 2013, so we're due for a sequel at this point. Here's what released today. Resident Evil 3, the current-gen remake of the 1999 PlayStation game, is out today. In an age where the term remake can be complicated, where some games are really just ports with better frame rates, or, in the case of the upcoming Xenoblade Chronicles, they upgrade a few specific things, like character models and UI, but everything else is otherwise the same, Resident Evil 3 is unquestionably a remake. The game has been rebuilt from the ground up and features nothing in terms of assets or even the script from the original game. I have been making my way through it over the last few days and have been really enjoying it. Much like the original, it's not as good as its immediate predecessor, the original Resident Evil 2, but as an extension of what was started with the Resident Evil 2 remake, I think it's great. Reviews have kind of been all over the place, with many frustrated by its short length or the fact that Nemesis doesn't really feel like an organic, unpredictable villain. And I think those are valid shortcomings. Those are valid things to complain about. But it's hard to beat Capcom's RE engine in terms of visuals right now. And the action is just a lot of fun. I would recommend it, especially if you enjoyed the Resident Evil 2 remake and are looking for more of the really solid third-person shooting action that Resident Evil 2 established. If you haven't played either, though, I do think Resident Evil 2 Remake is the better game if you're looking to play one or the other. Hyper Parasite is a roguelite twin-stick shooter where you play as a body-snatching alien parasite who can take over different characters with different abilities on your mission to obliterate the human race. It's out today on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC by way of Steam, where it already has a very positive rating with 51 reviews, which is no small feat. In Other Waters is out today on PC and Switch and has really cool, well, I I guess you could call it box art, cover art maybe. I'm not really sure what we should call it for digital games, but it shows a robot standing in waist-high water on an alien planet. The description for the game on Steam reads, Play as an artificial intelligence guiding a stranded xenobiologist through a beautiful and mysterious alien ocean. 
a nonviolent sci-fi story, enter a world of wonder, fear, and vulnerability, unraveling the history and ecology of an impossible planet. The gameplay is a little hard to describe, but it looks like you're seeing the world through some kind of scanning software and making decisions about where to go next. That's it for video game news today. Yesterday was a busy day for me yesterday, so all I played was about 10 minutes of Animal Crossing New Horizons. I got some eggs, I gave one of the Tom Nook child employees a bunch of wood and iron to build a shop, and that was about it. I am still hovering near the end of Half-Life Alex and Resident Evil 3 now, and then I'm also watching my wife play Persona 5 Royal. When Persona 5 Royal was announced, my wife thought it was called Persona 5 Royale, and it was another entry in the fighting game spinoff, a genre she's not a fan of. So when I told her it was a re-release of Persona 5 with added content the day before it came out, she was over the moon. She had been wanting to replay a Persona game the last few weeks and even charged up the Vita to replay Persona 4 Golden, so this really couldn't have come at a better time for her. Here's the standard closing rigmarole. If you have corrections or just feedback in general, feel free to send me some tweets or DMs to either at Kyle M. Hilliard or at Gaming Ride Home. You can also email me, kyle at ridehome.info. Please consider leaving a review for the podcast wherever you listen to it. You can check out my Twitch account, Kyle Impersonator. Still playing Black Mesa. I'm making my way through Zen. I think I will beat that game on Monday. We will see. You can also find me on the MinMax Show for more long-form video game discussion. I will talk to you more about video games on Monday. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.